You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Latin America, take a deep breath. Top of the morning to you, lads and lasses. Happy St. Patrick's Day and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. It seems a very Irish day out there, although technically I've never been to Ireland, so I wouldn't know if it hit me in the face. But it, it's what I like to think of Ireland as. It's, it's a little overcast. It's cool. It was drizzling a little bit earlier, and it's very spring-like right now. Now, it's an interesting time of the year because we usually think of spring as as soft and flowers everywhere and birdsong. And this is the early spring, so the woods are starting to brim with potential. And that's about it. There's a couple of plants up. The skunk cabbage is starting to leaf out down by the creek. Uh, we have a couple of daffodils and a couple of buds on the trees. One of the maples has dropped some red, uh, I guess, flower buds on the road. It's the red maple. And that's about it. But it's enough to demonstrate that winter is over and something magnificent is on the way. So it's quite a magical time. And St. Patrick's Day for me is, a, is an interesting time of year to ponder those, those legends and myths that swirl through the air and the things that we don't know but delight our imagination. When I was a little boy, I've always been interested in science and... and uh, Still, I've always been intrigued with the unknown as well, and I went out and I knew I wasn't going to find what I was looking for. But that's the weird thing about us people, right? Sometimes we look for things that we know we're not going to find. And I went out when I was a little boy into the woods one St. Patrick's Day looking for a leprechaun. I didn't find him, which is probably just as well, for a variety of reasons. One, I would have had trouble getting over that credibility, you know, bump. Um... Two, it might have, had I found something that was mythical, well, it might have destroyed the myth, right? I mean, if we could observe a leprechaun in his natural habitat and establish a dialogue between a human and leprechaun cultures and, and start to bridge our divide, well, yes, that would be intriguing, but it might knock down the mystique of the leprechaun. So, in some ways... I'm very glad I didn't find a leprechaun for, for many reasons, obviously. <laughs> so now the leprechaun as a metaphor, there's many things that we don't understand about the universe. We could almost think of as, as falling into the leprechaun class, right? For example, I was doing some research on black holes yesterday. And by research, I mean I had a cup of tea and I was sitting in front of my laptop going, what? As I was watching these astronomy videos, I'm like, that doesn't even make sense. But here's one that was really blowing my mind. So a black hole is, uh, in, case, in case you haven't heard of one before or have, had, have heard of one in passing, black hole is what happens when a dying star collapses in on itself. And if the star is massive enough, it... The gravity of it pulls it down to a point that is so dense, um, anything coming near it falls into this sort of hole in space-time that it creates. And nothing 
can leave. If you think of a rocket ship on Earth, it has to go, uh, well, I, let's Google it. Um, Earth, escape velocity of Earth. The escape velocity for Earth is uh, 11.2 kilometers a second, which is approximately 33 times the speed of sound, Mach 33. Um, for comparison, the bullet coming out of a, a rifle goes up to 1.7 kilometers a second. And a rocket has to go 11 kilometers a second. So, you know, just over 10 times that. So, okay, if you're on the sun, the escape velocity of the sun, we're just hanging out, right? We can chat a minute. Escape velocity of the sun is uh, 618 kilometers a second. Okay, the escape velocity of Jupiter is about 60 kilometers a second. Uh, the escape velocity of the moon is 2.3 kilometers a second. So to get off the surface where it's not going to pull you back, you have to be going that fast. Well, with a black hole, the escape velocity of a black hole is higher than the speed of light. And nothing travels faster than the speed of light. So that means that anything that falls into the black hole can't be coming fast enough to get out of the gravitational pull of the black hole. So we don't see anything. That's why it's black. So the next thing, that's, if that isn't weird enough, um, if information falls into the black hole, the laws of physics say that information cannot be destroyed. So even if you burn, I was watching this video, they said if you burn a piece of paper, the ash is not going to make a piece of paper again. But if you collect all the bits of ash and all the smoke and record the heat and the radiation from that chemical reaction, then you can have all the parts of the, the paper to recreate the paper from that information. But if all of this falls into a black hole, it basically just blends everything up and possibly destroys the information, which seems intuitive at this point. It's like, yeah, it just sucks everything up and crushes it, right? But to such a profound level that that would break the laws of physics. So people are wondering, well, maybe it doesn't totally destroy the information. Maybe as the star or spaceship or hapless astronaut should fall into the black hole, the black hole is going to expand ever so slightly. And in some sort of way, that event will be encoded on the surface of the black hole because the surface has changed by the thing falling into it. So the information is a uh, three-dimensional information is presented in a two-dimensional form on the surface of the, the sphere of the black hole. Okay, you might be going, what? And I know it's weird and it was making me say what as well. It's giving me a headache, but it's okay. Uh, it's good to, good to strain our brains a little bit. So that means if a three-dimensional object falling into a black hole becomes a two-dimensional bit of information, then it could be re-encoded from that two-dimensional bit of information like a hologram, such as if you pull out your credit card right now and you look at the little thing on the back, you know, little, some have a little eagle or whatever, it will be a three-dimensional picture coming off of a two-dimensional um, event. So, uh, or thing, thing, that's a scientific term, right? So some people think that the universe itself is a hologram etched in two dimensions and projected into three, which means we could all be holograms. What? 
Google the holographic universe and see what you find. Really cool stuff. And we thought leprechauns were weird, right? Something to look up. So if you're curious about this, if you're confused about this, if my explanation leaves things wanting, you might be like, what is he talking about? A couple of things that I've been looking up is um, on YouTube, look up the information paradox that talks about black holes, uh, just black holes themselves and the holographic universe and see what you find. Really cool stuff. Now, we got some some stuff that will not strain your brain, some stuff that's going to put a big smile on your face. We got another song from Martha, and this one is not from 1954. This is one from yesterday. And I was talking to her a couple of days ago. I said, you know, Martha, times like these, it's good to write blues. And she said, okay. So she wrote us a blues song. And, uh, well, I want to play it for you right now. Well, now, is that just the best or what? Martha, thank you so much. And everybody just want to let you know that if it sounded a little distant, that's because I had my phone held up to my voice recorder. I couldn't figure out how to transfer the video and the high quality into the, the podcast. However, that sort of um, inadvertently leads to a cool new vintage vibe. So it's almost like it was recorded on a scratchy old 78 from back in the 20s. Well, it's just me holding up my cell phone in this case. But Martha... Thank you so much. That's awesome. That's right, America. Wash your hands. And now, America, it is time to take a deep breath. I was doing my meditation today, and it took me a minute to sort of settle into it. As such, I was thinking, instead of three deep breaths today, let's do five. Do you think we can, we can get to five? Let's try it. So we're going to inhale through a count of four through our nose, and then we're going to hold it for two, and then we're going to breathe out through our mouth to a count of four. And we're going to do that five times. Here we go all together now. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two. Exhale. One, two, three, four. Four, three, let's inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two, exhale. One, two, three, four. Let's inhale. One, two, three, four. Pause. One, two, exhale. One, two, three, four. Last one. Big breath in. One, Two, three, four, pause, one, two, exhale, one, two, three, four. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Watch out for those leprechauns in person or in space. Maybe drink some whiskey for me. I don't drink, but you know, somebody's got to, and we will see you tomorrow. Be well.